Welcome to the Cleveland Browns Draft Review Show, presented by Bud Light. Tonight, we'll review the Browns' picks and other top signings from around the NFL. This is the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Tim Carmen and Nathan Zagura. So many picks, so little time. We get to go over it yet again. The Browns had themselves a nice draft, and we review all their picks, all the conversation, not just with the Browns, but around the league, around the AFC North. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to the Cleveland Browns Draft Review Show, presented by our good friends at Bud Light, Ken Carmen alongside of Nathan Zagura. Nathan, evening, mon frere. Good evening to you, mon frere. And it's oh. been a while since we were together. So much has transpired since yeah. that lovely Friday night. Here we are on Monday. The draft is in the books. We had a great time covering everything that was going on. And the Browns ended up, believe it or not, drafting nine players. Nine I can't believe it. Players and picking up two picks for next year, future fourth, I can't future believe fifth. Uh, as Andrew Barry moved right around, and as we know from that Friday night, they were supposed to have pick 44, and instead they turned pick 44 into pick 68, pick 108, and pick 124. Yeah. And we got some we got some guys who I think can contribute right away. We got some guys that are part of the succession planning here, and then we got a guy that, without a shadow of a doubt, has a future in the WWE when it's all said and done, <laughs> cutting promos reminiscent of the great Clubber Lang and the great Harlem Heat tag team I, of WCW fame. I didn't hear it until this morning. Come I didn't on. hear it until this morning. I swear to you, I didn't hear it until this morning. Because I like that there is... This is going to sound like an excuse for laziness, and I refuse to be lazy doing this, but there's a lot of things where people are like, listen, you got to hear this guy. I go, I want to hear it live because I don't want anything to be canned. I don't want to sure. be fake in my response or anything like that. So 6 o'clock comes around this morning, and I hear him in the open. I go, oh, my goodness, this is the guy. Yeah. This is Winfrey. <laughs> Can't miss and him. And when, when they took him, so it's the first pick, 108, fourth round. When they took him, I got I started getting texts because all the people, like first off, you get texts from bronze fans. Sure. Then you get texts from a couple of buddies who are coaches. You get a couple of buddies who are scouts, and they're like, this guy's a wild man. He is a wild man. And then I start seeing the responses on social media about his about his interview. I, I have to give credit where it's due. My producer, Owen Lottomy, is like, forget Rookie camp. I want to see him at the Omni in 25 days yes. for the NWA championship. It was unreal. What a talker. I ho- obviously, we hope his, bar- his bite is worse than his bark, but so far, his bark, it's outstanding. It's, it was. <laughs> so he does the post-draft press conference with all the media, yeah. and immediately you are just like, oh, my God. This, this guy is an absolute machine. Yes. He's got catchphrases. He's got intensity. I was ready to run through a wall, and then when he was done with that, I actually got to interview him. So we got then, you know, I get fired up. I can go wrestling promo with you all oh, day yeah. long. And so oh, we yeah. had some good back and forth. Perry and Winfrey is just an absolute monster. And as I told Coach Stefanski, I said, if this guy is half as good a football player as he is a talker, like he's going to be the next Warren Sapp. I mean, it, this guy is unbelievable on the microphone. I sent it to the Miz. The Miz is like, I'm ready to run oh, yeah. through a wall. And the Miz, it was a tremendous gift of gab. But this is a tremendous, tremendous talker. And then you go and you watch the highlights and you say to yourself, my goodness, this is a big man who can move and hits with a lot of ice. Yeah, he does. He's very, very good on that end. And I saw a couple of highlights he had in the Big 12. Watched a lot of Big 12 football over the last Did couple years. Did you see the one where I wasn't sure the guy was ever going to, like, walk again? Is that Iowa State? Yes. Yeah. That was just I, I saw. It's amazing. I was texted 
when they took him, and I was texted when that play happened, so I knew exactly who Perry and Winfrey was. I just didn't know he was that type of a promo. Oh, my God. He's out, outstanding. Outstanding. Electric. So already you got a guy that you root for. There was yeah. not, there's a couple other guys. I mean, there was there were certain names that, and I thought you said it best, the first blush on Friday, their first picks that they had, the first three picks, Martin Emerson, Alex Wright, and David Bell. I think you said it best because I'm a big fan of David Bell. I love that pick. And, and, yes, watching a lot of Big Ten football, I saw Alex Wright at UAB. We had Bill Clark on the Saturday show back in the fall, right before the football season started in 2021. So he's a guy that you pay attention to there. Uh, Martin Emerson, I think a lot of people pay attention to Mike Leach, and they don't really pay attention to a lot of other folks on on the Mississippi State Bulldogs team. This is a guy who plays high-octane, tall, lean, nice player. I think he's going to be able to help out. But I thought you said it best where – the initial reactions, if they would have gone in a dip, because a lot of people are going, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, defensive end, defensive end, defensive end. And if they would have taken them in a different order, oh, yeah. maybe the initial reaction wouldn't have been as strong as what it, what it was with some folks. If it went Bell, Wright, yes. Emerson, people would have been like, oh, this is it's fantastic. Yes. But what ended up happening was at 44, there were a couple players at the Browns that were still on the board when the second round started. And a couple of them that the Browns certainly would have liked. And I think we knew all along that, you know, Christian Watson was somebody that the Browns would have wanted. He was gone very early in the second round. And so when it got to pick 44, there really wasn't that guy that they loved. And, you know, does David Ajabo, and I know a lot of our fans were like, ah, and then he goes the next pick to the Ravens. You're like, what a bunch of cruds. But, you know, (laughs) think about this. The Browns turned a pick that let's say you used it on Ajabo. He wasn't going to play this year. Now you have three guys who are going to play this year for your football team, and hopefully the answer to the kicking woes that have existed ever since Phil Dawson uh, was no longer a Cleveland Brown. And so Emerson, and he goes by MJ now, MJ Emerson, okay, uh, replacing MJ Stewart as the MJ on this team. They do like him. Fits the scheme, cover three, cover four, can play press man, so they like that on the outside. Uh, and I, He is an outside corner. Um but he was somebody that they really, really liked. And so it did surprise us. You can never have one more corner. That also allowed them to feel comfortable trading Troy Hill for a future fifth. Uh, but Emerson, as you mentioned, long, lean, wasn't targeted much in the SEC. What no. does that mean? It means he was covering guys, and people wanted to go elsewhere with the football against Mississippi State. Now, he did have the top coverage grade in the conference in the SEC this year. He was top five in the SEC the year before that. So he's a guy that they, they know and feel very good about his ability to play. And then Alex Wright was just the guy that it turns out all along when they went through every scenario, pick 78 was always supposed to be Alex Wright. That's who they wanted. Uh That was the guy from day one. Everybody in this building, complete unanimous consensus. And then they got him. No, I know Perry and Winfrey kind of stole the show with with how his promo went. But Alex Wright, what a personality! We loved having him on Friday night. He was great to talk to. Great to talk to. See me, very nice the guy. Tallest man in Elba, Alabama, as well. So now, since I he's can't coming wait to, to Cleveland, drop that on Brugler. There's an opening now. There's an opening in Elba, Alabama. So all you tall guys over there, stand up. If you're listening, Me- make sure you measure up. How there's do you measure an yourself now. against other golfers? By height. <laughs> That's what they'll do in uh, Elba, Al- yes. Alabama. Now, yes, they will. Uh, Alex Wright, a great personality and a good player. You know, a lot of raw ability, a lot of upside there. You can see that with 78, and I love what you said. He was the pick at 78 basically no matter what. David Bell's a guy who I love, and I, yeah. I was just beaming when they took him. And I, I hope, obviously, he does well because, you know, we're in an opinion business, and I'm sure that if he doesn't have the type of season that some people want him to, which I was asked this morning, I said, they said, what do you want from him? I said, hey, anything over 300 yards and a few touchdowns I think would be a really nice year. I know that you kind of bulk, but I, I set a low bar just because Good. I know that, hey, 
you got a new quarterback here. You got a lot of new pieces. It's a new offense for the quarterback. It's a new offense for the rookie. And I don't want to put a bunch on his shoulders. He's still a third-round pick. What I like most about David Bell is that, yes, it's proven he's a home-run hitter at Purdue. What I really would like out of him, and you could speak better to this, Nathan, is I'm looking to convert third and five. I'm especially looking to convert third and five on the opponent's side of the field. If I'm at the 46 and I can get third and six into into first and ten, then I'm just giving myself more options. And I think he's a guy who can cross, who can hit drag routes, do other things that is going to help this football team convert. I think there is a, a he will have every opportunity to be the starting inside receiver for the Cleveland Browns this year. And if that ends up being the case, he will shatter your those numbers and okay. it's good you want to under promise and over deliver but if he is he will and what you know talking with Chad O'Shea the Browns wide receiver coach talking with Kevin Stefanski they love him he's a football player he knows how to get open he catches everything that's thrown his way he knows how to create separation in a variety of ways and while you know his time speed wasn't what necessarily people wanted his tape is first round tape yeah and that's what they're drafting, a first-round, in their uh, their minds, a first-round wide receiver, one of the best just pure receivers in this draft. And they were thrilled to get David Bell, and they're thrilled to get him to get to work. Now he can play inside, he can play outside. But you know Kevin Stefanski. He is not a man of effusive praise. He's very, very even keel. And, you know, we got to talk to him during this draft. And, and when we talked on Friday night with Paul DePodesta, he shared with us that, you know, starting in the second round, he was getting texts from Kevin Stefanski. I was happy he was getting those texts. He was getting those texts. That's right. Yeah, and sure enough, he came here. And I don't know if you got a chance to watch the video that our great video department put out, which is the initial phone call. I did. Okay, so when Kevin Stefanski is talking with David Bell, David Bell comes on, and the first thing that he says to Kevin Stefanski is, he goes, thank you for believing in me. And Stefanski's response was, which for Stefanski feels like the biggest praise he could ever get, he goes, oh, I believe in you. <laughs> so that's a guy that they really, really like, and they were very excited that that was the initial haul. And then you think about day two, the start, or day three, that Winfrey York start, I think, was the thing that absolutely solidified this draft. Winfrey's going to have every opportunity to come in and play a lot yeah. right away. There's, there's, there's there nothing established in that defensive tackle room. And I think his attitude, I'm going to be the last one here, I'm going to work, I'm a dog. All of that is going to play well in that room because you have a lot of hungry guys. You know, you'd worry if you had a couple 10-year vets who are like, yeah, take take it easy, brother. Let's not show each other up here. But you have a lot of guys that are, I think, hungry and fighting. And then Cade York, they were absolutely thrilled to get him. So Emerson, Winfrey, and Cade York is what you ended up getting for pick number 44. And I think it also gave you the comfort to trade 118, which became 156 and a fourth next year in 2023. Now, we like to talk about Jerome Ford. I heard his coach, Luke Fickle, on 92.3 The Fan, the flagship of the Browns, uh, just earlier this afternoon. Love to hear what Coach Fickle had to say about him. <laughs> Loves him. But we can't let this first segment go without talking about Cade York. No. Fourth-round kickers are always controversial. Yes. Now, I've been of the thing, if you're going to talk about kickers in the seventh round, just don't bother. And my whole thing is it almost seems like you're, you're hiding behind a pick. If you're going to go back – that late and draft a kicker, well, I'm going to give you the keys to the car and let you decide my fate, even though you're a seventh-round pick. I don't know if I'd like to do such a thing. Fourth round, though, first guy off the board, you make a statement. There's no hiding behind this. you got to love that guy. And the Browns do. And Mike Prefer was talking about how somebody that he respects very much in the business that he's known for over 30 years said, you need to get Cade York. And the Browns obviously felt that way. I wonder if it becomes easier to use that fourth-round pick because, in essence, it was a free pick. 
I mean, I know once you have the picks, you want to make all of them count, but this was a pick that you didn't have before, and now all of a sudden here is this extra second extra fourth rounder that you didn't think you would have. And they take Cade York. And the Browns then today release Blewett and Chris McLaughlin. Blewett, yeah. Yeah. He's the only kicker in town. So you're not hiding behind anything. You're not saying there's a competition. You're Fourth saying, Cade, you're, we know you're, like. you're yeah. our kicker. So yeah. come in here. Don't worry about there's no competition. Just come out here and be the best kicker that you can be. Uh, and the Browns are thrilled to get him. And look, we've talked about the division. I talked about this on Saturday. Justin Tucker, maybe the best kicker of all time. Evan McPherson, unbelievable rookie year that played a huge role in the Cincinnati Bengals run to the Super Bowl. And then Chris Boswell is just a very steady veteran who's been around for a long time in Pittsburgh because he is a steady veteran. Yeah. The Browns had the lowest field goal percentage in the entire NFL a year ago. You can't do that. This is a team of consequence. This is a team that wants to go to the Super Bowl. This is a team that wants to win this division, that wants to win this conference. You can't have it come down to kicks. And, and who better than a guy that's kicked in a national championship game, that's kicked in huge environments in yeah. front of a lot of people with a lot of pressure. You don't want to sit there and dredge up the olden times, but against Vegas, against Green Bay, you look at how tight those games are. And, hey, I know week 18, it might have been a different story about who you were playing against. I have all that. I get all that. Whatever. But you're looking at the outside in when you could have been on the inside looking out at the other teams that didn't make it. If you're converting kicks, that's how close it was. They had to go out and get one, and they got the first one off the board in Cade York. So much more to come up on this show. Going to be a big one. We'll talk to the voice of your Cleveland Browns, Jim Donovan, coming up in a bit. We'll go around the league. But up next, Nathan Zagura goes one-on-one with Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. You're listening to the Cleveland Browns Draft Review Show, presented by Bud Light on the University Hospitals. Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Is the Cleveland Browns Draft Review Show presented by Bud Light on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network? Here again, Ken Carmen and Nathan Segura. Welcome back to the Cleveland Browns Draft Review Show presented by Bud Light all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Very happy now to be joined by the head coach of your Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski, and coach. The draft, it feels like a long weekend. I'm sure you, hopefully it took some time yesterday to decompress, be with the family again. But what's kind of your overall impression now that you sit back and say, here, look at what we accomplished uh, in this draft? Yeah, as everybody knows, you, you can't grade it for a little while. So, But what you can grade is your process and, and, and your communication. I thought, uh, I thought everybody did a nice job with that. I thought Andrew and his crew were outstanding just in their how meticulous they were in putting that draft board together because if you spend as much time putting it together as our guys do, then you should stay true to it. And I think that's what Andrew's done a really nice job of uh, in three drafts, uh, making sure that they trust what they're doing, communicating both during the draft and before the draft, listening, uh, which I think is such a key element to all this. So uh, I think the process was really good. Started off the draft, you had picked 44. That would be the first time you'd select. You'd made the trade to acquire Deshaun Watson, and I know you're happy about that. That ends up becoming, after a trade, M.J. Emerson, cornerback out of Mississippi State, Perion Winfrey, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma, and Cade York, the kicker out of LSU. So one player now becomes three for your team. Just from the, the side standpoint of take us behind the scenes on how do you guys come to a decision like that? Cause it's a significant move back but yet it turns into three players that I know you're excited about. Yeah, I think it's all about opportunity, and I don't think we could have predicted that that opportunity would have happened. Uh, but what happens is you know, you maybe 10 or so picks from your pick, and you start getting phone calls, and people say, hey, if our guy's there, uh, we may call you and offer this. Would you be interested? And that's when we hang up and start having some conversations. And, 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 and you, don't, you can't put 
names to the picks, but when you say it that way, when you say, hey, you're going to get these picks, you start to say, think to yourself and you look at the board and you start to say, well, we may be in line to grab these guys if, if we can do something like that. So uh, the opportunity was there, um, and I just felt really strongly about the guys we were able to add. So excited about that, but I can't tell you that that was, ex was going to play out exactly how we thought it would. Is that like a, a long, you're waiting already to get for 44, and then now it's like, no, 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 we're going to wait till 68. Is that a lot of waiting when you're watching names get called? That you know, I'm sure there are guys that went that you were excited about, but it ended up being the way that it was meant to be. But is that hard to do all that waiting? The draft is a waiting game. Yes. That's what it is. Patience is a virtue during that draft. So uh, felt felt strongly about that trade in particular, just uh, ultimately, that that was what was best for us. I think uh, universally we agreed that that was what was best for us in that moment. Uh, to turn around and get the players we were able to get, I mean, that's another exciting part of this, uh, being able to add Perion where we got him, get, getting Cade, uh, you know, adding MJ there uh, in, in the third round. So excited about uh, all those guys. Uh, let's talk about MJ Emerson, 6'2", wasn't targeted much in the SEC. To me, that says people weren't open. They went other directions, did a good job there. What did you guys like about him? Yeah, we see a scheme fit. We see a guy with really good size, really good length. Uh, we feel like his skill set matches up to with what we do. Um, ultimately, we're going to have to develop him and, and see what he can handle. But this is a really good young man, a, a smart player, uh, really like all the things he is off the field as well as on the field. All right, Alex Wright was a name that everybody in this building was excited about. That was pretty clear from the way everybody has spoken about that. You guys were hoping – he was going to be at 78. That's kind of where you wanted it. It comes to fruition. What do you like about him, and how nice is it when you identify somebody that early and it actually plays out the way you wanted it to? Yeah, I think when you look at Alex, uh, there's a lot of things that you like. I mean, you start with his size. I mean, he has the length. He has the frame. He has the ability to play in our system, uh, setting the edge from the defensive end position. That program down there at UAB, they do a – phenomenal job on defense i mean they're just really a really good defensive football team and to see him play in that scheme to play well in that scheme just felt like there was a really good translation to what we do and then again talking about the person off the field just feel like we're getting a, a young man uh, that understands that he has a lot left in his body he has a long way to go and and we feel like we uh, have an opportunity here to develop him and then you get David Bell with your third pick in the third round out of Purdue. He was a consensus All-American, best receiver in the Big Ten. And, you know, they say your tape is your resume. It feels to me, if that's the case, we got a pretty good value on a guy because maybe he ran a little slower than people wanted to. But you put him on, he gets open, and he produces against big-time competition. Yeah, you know, he's productive. And you mentioned you get open, and you get open in a variety of ways. But we feel like he can uh, separate versus man coverage, has really, really strong hands. Uh, so he had traits. He had skill set that, that we were looking for. Um, but like you mentioned, Nathan, you put on the tape, he, he's he's making plays all over the field. Yeah, against a lot of guys who were drafted, by the way, and guys who will be drafted in the coming drafts as well. So that wrapped up day number two. Day three got started. You were third on the clock, and I, I think it was one of those collision courses. It felt to me anyway that Perry and Winfrey and Katie York were going to be Browns by the end of that fourth round. And sure enough, boom, boom, you get them both. Let's start with Perry on who was if he's half the football player, he is a character. I mean, the guy's going to be a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, my man Perrion, he, he, like I mentioned the other day, you're going to hear him before you see him. He just brings the energy. Uh, he, he brings it on the practice field. Ha having him in the building, I know he's going to bring it. So excited to work with him. I, again, the skill set 
matches up to the scheme. He gets off the football. He's an explosive player. He's a penetrator. That's what we're looking for our defensive tackles, uh, our three technique in this case, to do. We want them to reset the line of scrimmage. That's something that he's done on tape. It's something that he did down at the Senior Bowl. Uh, So excited to add a player of that caliber uh, at that pick. You know, we talked to him after, and while it was wildly entertaining, he also said that at the Senior Bowl he realized – you know, I just never turn it off. Just keep it going. As he said, step on their necks whenever I get the opportunity. And he ended up being the MVP of that game. And I think made a statement, maybe something switched for him. That's going to be a room where there's opportunity. I mean, we're unproven in there. Jordan Elliott, a third-round pick a couple of years ago. Tommy Togiai last year. Sheldon Day's been in the league for a long time, always gives quality reps. And then Taven Bryan, who's come over from Jacksonville, or former first-round pick. But there's going to be opportunity. And, and I think to kind of have that juice in the room is going to be good for everybody. No doubt. And I think it, what it does is it elevates everybody's play. When you, when you add good players in, into a room or you add them onto the defensive line in this case, I, I think it brings out the best out of everybody. I really do. All right, let's talk about Cade York. And, and, you know, people, oh, it's early for a kicker. Well, first of all, this was, a, in essence, in some ways, a free pick. And they're not free once you get them. You want to use the asset. But that was part of that trade, and that's the third and final piece from that trade with the Houston Texans. I know you guys want to be good at that position. It's important. Look at our division. Tucker, McPherson, Boswell. It's critical. What do you guys like about Cade York? Yeah, I think you mentioned you look at the division, then you look at how these games are so tight at the end. And, and we, you know, we're looking forward to Cade and his development. Uh, but we, we think we have a, a young player that, really checks the boxes. He, he had uh, some big kicks and some huge moments in college. Uh, he has a skill set. He has a very strong leg. He's accurate. You know, Coach Prief went down there and worked with him, uh, put him through a workout, and, and the winds were going sideways. You know, it was incredible, and, and he was able to play the wind. So uh, he's a young kicker. Obviously, we're, we're ready to develop him, uh, but we think really highly of him, and we think, uh, that, we think that with development, he's got a huge upside. Yeah, clearly you think very highly of him. He will be the one kicker on the roster going into camp, which is a pretty good, I'd say, uh, seal of approval right there for Cade York. In the past, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, those were guys Browns were looking to compete, come in, maybe even play right away. Now these guys are going to have to compete to make this football team, and while they're very talented, speaks to the talent and the depth of your roster. Start with Jerome Ford, incredibly productive last year for Luke Fickle down at Cincinnati. Yeah, very productive. You know, they played really good football down there. Uh, with the Bearcats, and, and he was always close to what the, their success. I mean, he was he was producing in big moments, can can really run the ball with, with a downhill style, can put the foot in the ground, can cut uh, and use his speed. Uh, a talented football player started at Alabama, uh, so you know he's got the, the physical traits, the skill set, uh, and then just really played good football for them. And we think there's more to Jerome as well. We think he can help in the pass game. So another guy that we're excited uh, to get to work with, and, and Coach Mitchell is excited to get to work with him uh, in the building, get him in the meeting rooms, get him out in the field and see what he can do. Feels like he has some real home run ability too. Yeah, he's, he has a legit speed, and, and that's some guys uh, have that breakaway speed, and, and sometimes it comes in smaller packages. If you have a guy who's under 200 pounds and he's a sprinter, it's hard to use that speed because it's hard to get through that first line. I think with Jerome and some of the really good ones, you have a guy that has a, a thick build that then can get in the open field. As we kind of wrap this thing up, you get another receiver, Michael Woods out of Oklahoma, Isaiah Thomas, defensive end out of Oklahoma, and then a center in Dawson Deaton. What did you like about these guys? You added late, chance to compete. Yeah, you're always looking at, late in this draft. You're looking for traits. You know, what's this guy's one redeeming quality? 
and, and all those guys really, uh, I, I think highly of them. I think Michael Woods is, can, has a chance to be a productive football player. He's got length, uh, catches the ball well. So excited to get him up here with uh, his teammate, with Isaiah Thomas, a productive football player, and, and also just a, a tough guy, a, a leader on that football team. So I think we're at an outstanding player and an outstanding person in Isaiah. And then with Dawson, the offensive linemen are hard to find. And, and as we know, tackles, interior guys, it just gets hard to find them. So excited to add one that we can get Coach Callahan, Coach Peters uh, to work with him, uh, but a really talented football player. And Coach Peters was able to spend some time with him at the Shrine game. So you get that intimate knowledge of a player when you have your coaches spending a week with them. Were you surprised you guys picked nine players and you added two picks into the next draft as well? But nine guys is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, and it, it's competitive. This is hard uh, to, to make our football team. So you, you had a bunch of players that you go to get to see them compete. You, 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 that's why I think we're all looking forward to getting these guys on campus, getting them here for OTAs, for mini camp, and then training camp because this is it's a great competition. All right, coming out of the draft, as you guys spoke uh, at the end of it yourself, Paul DePodesta and Andrew Barry, roster is not finished. Now that teams and everything is said, we're seeing veterans be released around the league. We're seeing veterans be signed around the league as well. Do you expect in the next like week to two weeks that we're going to flesh this thing out here, or is it? I know it's an always an ongoing process, but is that the goal? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like as you mentioned, the roster is constantly in flux, and and sometimes the the small deals that you do at the bottom of the roster, so to speak, uh, end up being big deals. So we'll continue to to look at what's out there and, and try and upgrade the every position as much as we can. But uh, I do think as you get in tor- towards the end of this spring into minicamp, you'll start to get your final football team that you're going to bring to training camp. All right, and then today, the beginning of Phase 2, how nice was it to get out there on the grass and get to see these guys, the 2022 Cleveland Browns for the first time? Yeah, exactly right. First time on the grass with the players. Uh, so first time to get to see guys throw. First time to get to see some of the guys get out of a three-point stance. Uh, so exciting uh, as you can imagine we have a lot of work to do and and that's where we're starting we're starting uh, at square one and, and we're starting at the basics and we're working on fundamentals and trying to teach and reteach this system learn and relearn this system so the guys are excited about the work that they have to put in to do that i'm sure you're excited as well coach thanks so much for the time and we will be back with more of the cleveland browns draft review show presented by bud light all along the university hospitals cleveland browns radio network This is the Cleveland Browns Draft Review Show, presented by Bud Light on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here again, Ken Carmen and Nathan Zagura. The voice of your Browns, Jim Donovan, will join us coming up next segment. Nathan, let's go around the league and talk about this 2022 NFL Draft. First off, biggest winners from the draft, Browns excluded, one from the AFC, one from the NFC, if you will. Yeah, I think that the Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 had one of the great drafts maybe ever. I mean, ultimately, Yeah, I got to agree. Ultimately, we'll see how this turns out in in a few years. But if you're just going to go ahead and take a look at it and be objective, you say, okay, you get Ahmed Sass Gardner, number four overall. You get Garrett Wilson, number 10 overall. So you have the number one corner, the number one receiver on a lot of boards. Then you get Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State at pick number 26. And he was, you know, at least a top three defensive end, top four defensive end on most boards. And you get the number one running back on most boards, Brees Hall, your guy out of Iowa State. You add in Jeremy Ruckert as it goes on and a couple guys, Max Mitchell, Michael Clemens. But, I mean, that is absolutely loaded. And now Zach Wilson's got a bevy of weapons to help him on offense. They improved their defense. I thought they were great. And then from the NFC, uh, I really liked what the Eagles did. 
Jordan Davis, getting him out of Georgia. You get a good guard in, in Cam Jurgens from Nebraska. I thought N'Kobe Dean's a steal at that point in the third round. And, oh, yeah, they also got A.J. Brown. I, uh, I I think on the other side of that, I actually think the Giants had a very nice draft. Both New York teams. In the NFC. Yeah, yeah I, I like their first pick, obviously. And I think that you know, Joe Shane, it, no, listen, I'm not trying to bucket mouth Dave Gellman. It just seemed like things had kind of passed him up there. And Joe Shane's kind of looking into a 2022 and, and beyond type of draft pick. And I, I think that they made some nice picks. I think they made some nice moves, and the Giants seem to be – I know they got to get, they have to get quarterback figured out, and they're not picking up sure. Daniel Jones's option, at least right now. As of Wednesday, May 2nd, they're not picking up his option. I think they had some time. They're not going to do it. But I think they got a nice foundation. I actually think they're building something back where they're supposed to be, the Giants are. And, and I also give a little shout-out to Detroit. I mean, to get Aiden Hutchinson, come back up, get, get Jamison Williams. True. And then you get Josh Paschal in the second round. I like what they did as well. I thought that was a very, very good draft. Which was the biggest head-scratching trade of the weekend? I think when you juxtapose the compensation of the A.J. Brown trade and the Hollywood Brown trade, it becomes a head-scratcher that Arizona would give up a one to get Hollywood Brown in a three. Yes. He gave up a, gave up a fifth for Amari Cooper. and So that one would be a head-scratcher. And then I think... I love Quasi, but his first one, his first trade was a little bit of a head-scratcher to me, and I don't remember the exact particulars, but you move from 12 to the end of the first round, or just outside of the first round, actually, I think to the, the beginning of the second round, and didn't get like a future one for it, and they come up in your division and get Jamison Williams. Yeah, well, you, you made your first two trades within division. And they both took receivers yeah. that you're going to have to deal with for quite some time. That's difficult. Which Ohio State wide receiver is, a, is in a better position to succeed this season, Garrett Wilson with the Jets or Chris Olave with the Saints? I think Chris Olave with yes. the Saints. I think that the, Jameis Winston – People complain that he throws the ball to the other team too much, but he flat out can throw the ball to guys on his team too. I mean, he can put up 5,000 yards. Talented, he's a talented quarterback. Very talented, and it's going to be Alave and Michael Thomas as the top options there. I like what Joe Douglas did in this draft, but the, the question still remains. What is Zach Wilson going to be? And I think that right now Alave has the better quarterback thrown to him, so I'm going to take Chris Alave as well. Yep. The quarterback with more pressure to perform this season, Jalen Hurts or Tua Tungvaloa? I'll go Tua because I think overall that offense, you've got a, a great offensive mind in Mike McDaniel coming from the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, so you expect this offense to be good. They signed Cedric Wilson in free agency. You've got Jalen Waddell. Oh, they traded for Tyreek Hill. So you've got uh, Tyreek Hill, Waddell, uh, and, and Cedric Wilson. Gasicki's basically a wide receiver playing tight end, so you've got four guys who can all catch the ball. You bring Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds into this offense to run the scheme the right way. I mean, they should be unbelievably loaded on offense really wish i could disagree i can't it's all true it's put up or shut up they're, time for tua they're the team that is the best set up for a quarterback who's like yeah you know i'm not happy where i am i'd like to go play there and that's what they're trying to do i think that might have been what they were trying to do with a you know who plays in tampa right now but that's for another day and that is around the league when we come back the voice of your cleveland browns jim donovan it's the cleveland browns draft review show presented by bud light on the University Hospitals, Cleveland Browns Radio Network. This is the Cleveland Browns Draft Review Show, presented by Bud Light on the University Hospitals, Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here again, Ken Carmen and Nathan Zagura. We're back at the fabulous Cross Country Mortgage Fieldhouse in Berea, the Cleveland Browns Draft Review Show, and we welcome on the voice of your Cleveland Browns, 
the great Jim Donovan to talk about this draft and the future of this Browns football team in 2022. Jim, thanks for joining us. Hi, guys. Good to be with you again. Are you excited to interview Perry on Winfrey after Saturday afternoon? <laughs> you know, uh, watching him do the walk and talk uh, media availability <laughs> with the Browns media reminded me of one of my all-time favorite television shows, The West Wing, which was written by the great Aaron Sorkin, and they would always have these long walking down the corridor of the White House, these long back-and-forth uh, conversations, and it was amazing. And this guy, he could have been in the show. He could have been in The West Wing. <laughs> there are a lot of shows that he could have been in. West Wing, WWE, the guy's got a lot of talent there. But, Jim, as you sit back here now on Monday, the Browns drafted nine guys, which I'm surprised that they ended up actually selecting nine players because it's going to be tough for all of them to make this football team, to be to be quite honest about it. And then they picked up two picks for the future as well. I know we were all a little nervous when they moved out of 44, but as you saw it unfold there, how do you think the Browns did here in this draft? You know, I, I think that um, when I was with you guys on Friday night and they had not made a pick at that time when we – got together yeah. I, you know i was getting a bit concerned about it and um and then as it unfolded and a and a draft does unfold i mean it truly is seven rounds there's no doubt about it with a lot going on around those seven rounds as it unfolded you could see what was going on and you had kind of touched on it nathan when you said you know the bronze personnel people and their scouting department and certainly the front office had felt there was a lot of meat on the bone of the third and fourth round. And so when they traded out of that second round and accumulated those picks, then the third round became busy and the fourth round became very busy. And then they really get kind of got into what we have seen in the past couple of years that they can wheel and deal, like you said, and end up with some picks the following year. But I think as you, as you pull away from it, you say to yourself, they picked up an awful lot of young players that are in positions that are of, you know, of high value, you know, pass rushers, uh, yeah, um, you know, you take a look at it, they get a young cornerback to come in. Uh, you know, they get that and they get, uh, you know, guys on the defensive line. Uh, they end up with a kicker, which is very, very interesting. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I really do believe that uh, they kind of stock themselves for a depth factor on their roster. And that's the new position we are in with the Cleveland Browns because the roster going into the draft before they pick anybody was very strong, very competitive to make the team and to get playing time. And now you've kind of added a bounty of young players who you have under control now for a number of years. And so I think it was mission accomplished for them. Jerome Ford in the fifth round, one of the more interesting picks because now you have a really heavy uh, running back room there, Jim. You have yeah. three guys. We, we forget yeah. Demetric Felton. It seems like he's going to be more in the running back room than the wide receiver room. And then you had this one in where he's what, a speedster? At UC, I heard Luke Fickle earlier today, and obviously a, a coach is going to talk up his players, not going to say bad things, but now all of a sudden you got some tight decisions that you might have to make coming up in training camp. Yeah, you're right, Ken. Um, you know, and I wonder, uh, you know, about the whole body of the room and, you know, Dearness Johnson, uh, who did wonderful things for the Browns and we think the world of, and his story is amazing, but he's over the $2 million mark if he gets his deal done with the Browns and gets that signed and everything. Um, you know, that, that's a lot of money and, you know, for uh, a number three running back at best, with Chubb and Hunt being one and two, certainly, re respectively. And you wonder about that now and, and how they have, you know, added to the running back room with, uh, you know, a, a running back that's 
very intriguing with what he can do because he's a you know he's a multitasker at running back, which you really have to be if you're not going to be that main guy. You're going to have to be that guy that can come in in special situations on third down, for instance, and get you to where you need to be to get a first down and keep a drive going. So that's going to be interesting to watch how that plays out because um, you know they that room like a, a lot of the rooms now are very crowded. Yeah, and that's the competition that they wanted to drive on this roster. We heard Kevin Stefanski talk about that earlier. And, Jim, as you sat back and watched this, you know, and you mentioned just kind of the state of this roster, it's isn't it nice that this isn't the Super Bowl and that we're now looking at, okay, who did we draft it of the nine guys, you know, could play? I remember going back to a draft probably five, six years ago, 2015. I think we drafted like 14 guys. And you're thinking nine of them are going to have to come in and play right away, and maybe some undrafted guys are going to come have to play right away. It's just a totally different place that this team is in. It really is. And the ultimate fear and the ultimate frightening moment was not only that you would say, hey, we need six, seven starters to come in out of this draft, but the ultimate fear was uh, when you would come into that first weekend and get set for the opening game and the Browns would have to wait for the final cut to be made and take a look at that waiver list and then go get guys. And those guys would come in three days into Berea and they would be starting for the Browns on opening day. I have to tell you, that would keep you awake at night. (laughs) Yeah, those were the days when and and people watched those moves like Hawks and, oh, we got to get this guy and, oh, this is going to change. I think meanwhile somebody was just cut from another NFL team for whatever reason, but – they decided to move on from when that was, you know, that kind of that was supposed to be our gold, our treasure there. And now the treasure is by and large here on this roster. And as you kind of look through the moves that were made here, what stands out to you is what you would still like to see done. And I think Andrew Barry was very forthright when he closed out his press conference saying, look, this roster is not done. And we're seeing already yeah. in the NFL today, veteran signings, veterans being cut. And the Browns, I think, will have an opportunity to kind of flesh this all out here as they get ready for minicamp. Well, I would love to see Jadavian Clowney come back. Same. I would love to see him come back, and I would love to see him on the other side of that defensive line, on the other side of Miles Garrett. You know, it's interesting when you hear these guys that are coming to the Browns defense and they talk about the ability to come in and play with Miles Garrett. It, it's pretty amazing. It really is. It's, uh, it's kind of heartwarming because, uh, you know, he's such a great, unique talent, and guys look up to him or a guy – you know, the running back saying, hey, I watched every one of Nick Chubb's runs. But I would love to see Clowney come back. That would uh, that would be great. Uh, it just seems like it's a good fit. It was a good fit last year all the way through. There were no problems. There was nothing but good help and good play. And I think he walked out of here saying, boy, that's a, that's a good fit. I hope he did anyway. So I would like to see that. And the only other thing, Nathan, I, I guess just because, you know, we would like to see maybe a little bit more experience at wide receiver to go along with Amari Cooper because really when you go down the list of the other guys, they're very young, no doubt a lot of upside, but they're very, very young, and you would like to just see a little bit more experience there. Jim, we know you're pressed for time. Today's a very busy day. We thank you very much for the time. Looking forward to talking to you when camp starts. All right, guys, take care. Thank you. Yes, the voice. You too, the voice of your Cleveland Browns, Jim Donovan, joining us on the hotline. When we come back, Nathan and I will give you our final thoughts on the draft picks. And Cade York at four, a nice pick to go along with that special teams group. But Perry and Winfrey was the guy who stole the show on Saturday. We'll get into all these picks when we come back. It's Ken Carmen alongside of Nathan Zagura. It is the Cleveland Browns Draft Review Show presented by Bud Light. 
on the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. This is the Cleveland Browns Draft Review Show, presented by Bud Light on the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here again, Ken Carmen and Nathan Zagura. The Cleveland Browns come away with a slew of draft picks in the 2022 NFL Draft. Let me ask you first, Nathan, we're going to go down a couple of things. You know, what the Browns still need, the offseason, because then we're going to have the schedule being released coming up here in just a couple of weeks. So it's going to be coming around before you know it. OTAs are going to be that rookie mini camp, then training camp where right now it's like 57 degrees. Let's have I, summer, though. Let's, it's, summer well, is still an important time for all of I us. I thought so. about it. I go, boy, it's 57 degrees. I have my sunroof open. And by the time we get to training camp, it is just going to be sweltering. And you know guys it's, like me, we melt. It's 57 degrees and we've got the sunroof open. If you go to like a place that actually has warm weather and it's 57 degrees, they're wearing parkas. That's, yeah, well, how, yeah. de- that's how desperate we have been to see the sun <laughs> that's and feel what, warmth. That's what the Cleveland winter will do to you, 57. <laughs> Shorts party, let's open go. Up the open sunroof, up the pools. Baby. Open yes. the pools. All right, who was your – got to pick one. Kay. This isn't like your kids. Kay. Who's your favorite draft pick? Based on what? What criteria? Based on what? Based on what? Based on whatever. Whatever criteria you like, you just love that draft. All right, right now, Perry and Winfrey. I mean, the guy just won me over because <laughs> he was the All most right. entertaining person ever. Uh, okay. Football-wise, whatever David my... Bell. I, I really? think that was a great pick. Oh, man, I, I like wish David I would have said something first. Why? Is that what you want to say? Yeah, David Bell's my guy. All right. Sorry. Like, he's my, he's my pet cat. I thought you were going to go Dawson Deaton. You love the offensive linemen. I love offensive linemen, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't see them all, and I did not see much of him. There was people who loved the pick, though. I swear to you, there were people who have some good football people, like, great pick, road grader, Steel. said the things. I'm like, good. That's good. I mean, I saw a little bit of them, but I not enough to sit there and act like I know I have an opinion. Like, I had, like, Alex Wright. Hey, I get to do a little bit of flexing there. I saw Alex Wright. I saw him play at UAB. All right, good stuff, but no, I'm not going to sit there and act like I saw Dawson Deaton. Hoping the best for him. Hopefully he can play for the Browns and be a very nice contributor. Uh, but I, I sure. really love the David Bell pick. There's some nice names in here. Jerome Ford, a lot of people in Ohio know. Mike Woods. So productive last yes, year at Cincinnati. Yes, very productive player. So we're hoping that we get some good play out of those guys. But, again, rookie camp starts next week, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Next up for the Browns, or I should say next up for the Browns, addressing what maybe those needs are after the draft. What do you think there's going to be our areas that we circle where there's needs, and then I want to know quickly, where do you think those competitions are going to be in camp? All right, so I think right now we've got three needs, three okay. pieces to kind of round out this roster. One would be Clowney or a veteran edge rusher, Jerry Hughes, the, some of the guys that are still out there, Melvin like Jerry Ingram. Jerry Hughes still out there. The, like the first wide nine guy, it seemed oh, to be, yeah. at least in the in – the, in the in the national spotlight, Jerry Hughes is that guy. Go ahead. And he can still get after it a little bit. But Clowney, obviously, that's number one. Number two, a vertical wide receiver. And maybe that's a veteran. Maybe it's Will Fuller, Deshaun Jackson. There's somebody else that becomes available somewhere. But a receiver who's a little bit of a veteran that can stretch the field. And then number three is after the trade of Troy Hill, I think we want a slot corner. Just a guy who's a true pure slot. I think we'll be able to kick Greg Newsom inside. We saw him do that very effectively last year. But we need to get, I think, just somebody who, that's what they are. They are a slot corner for depth purposes, if nothing else. Now, can you find that guy on the 90-man roster? Do you hope to? Or maybe is there a free agent you think about when it comes to slot corners? You don't uh, need to name names, just ask. No, but a lot of the guys that the Browns, I think, really, really wanted to get in that regard were snagged up in the draft, late in the draft. And so I think that this is going to be one where maybe we need to go get more of a veteran in that slot corner role because the guys that you have right now, MJ Emerson, Greedy, AJ Green, they're they're outside guys. 
Now, we're going to try to cross-train somebody, right? We've got to, and maybe A.J. Green gets cross-trained, but that's not, that's not what he is built to do. Newsom is our best yeah. one, but I think we need somebody else on the roster who is that pure slot. So you go, all right, where are their competitions right now on this team? I think there's a competition, obviously, uh, at wide receiver. You know, yes. who would start opposite uh, Amari Cooper? I think right now it would be Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I think Bell looks like he'd be the inside. So Cooper, DPJ, and Bell, that's pretty good. And then I, on the outside corner position, if Newsom does become our slot, there is a real competition to say, is it Greedy that's outside with Denzel? Is it MJ Emerson? Is it A.J. Green? I think that's a competition. And then finally, I think defensive tackle, wide open competition. May the best two guys win. Yeah, a lot of competition there, but a lot of nice opportunities to play and separate yourself. So Perrion Winfrey, he says he's going to be the first one in, last one out, working hard. We're looking forward to it. Do you think people test that? Like, would you be like, I heard you say that. I'm staying here. I'm staying here until tomorrow. Let's see if you stay here I'm a here man who me. wakes up at 3.20 a.m. I will stand outside of Brio, Ohio, making sure. No, I'm really not going to do that. That would be nice. Either way, make sure you're listening and taking care of everything during the NFL.com and everything when the NFL draft is released and the schedule is released coming up on Thursday, May 12th. A big thanks, as always, to Jason Gibbs, Andy Roth, Meredith Kane, our technical producer for Nathan Zagura, I'm Ken Carmen. Thank you for listening to the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Cleveland Browns Draft Review Show presented by Bud Light. This broadcast is a copyright of the Cleveland Browns and the National Football League. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts of the game without the prior consent of the NFL is strictly prohibited. Join us all season long for coverage of the Cleveland Browns. This is the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network.